I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome back to another edition of Through the Smoke, a Miami Hurricanes football and recruiting podcast here on the 24-7 Sports Network. Going to bring you a little instant reaction podcast style um, following Miami's second practice. Um, both of Miami's first two practices of fall camp were open to the media, so we got to watch everything. Uh, Gabby Rutia is back here with me, um, back from his honeymoon. So want to welcome Gabby back. Uh, before we start here, though, given our thoughts on, on the first two practices of fall camp, I uh, want to just highlight, again, the home field apparel deal. Uh, we have partnered with um, for the Miami Vintage apparel drop. They had on Saturday, August 7th. So through August 14th, with promo code inside the U, you can get 15% off your order. Homefield has a lot of cool stuff, I think. Vintage looks, um, plenty of options, t-shirts, sweatshirts, tank tops, all that good stuff. Um, I think a lot of it's sharp. And if you're interested, you can get 15% off with the promo code inside the U. Also want to highlight until Monday at midnight, um, so 11.59 at midnight on Monday, um, inside the U is offering a two-month for the price of $1 VIP deal. So that'll get you VIP coverage of fall camp and the first month of the season in September for just $1. So if you want to support this podcast, that's definitely one way to do it. Always appreciate it. So now that we got that stuff out of the way, um, let's just start stream of consciousness, Gabby. Let's start with uh, quarterbacks, right? My take, biggest thing we've learned, Derek King's knee looks fine. Mobility looks fine. He's out here in just a compression sleeve, not even a brace. Um, can't even tell he had ACL surgery seven months ago. So to me, now it's just about, you know, tightening up that passing game. Um, so, yeah, I mean, overall, I think Derek King's health as of now is, is kind of a, a non-story. I think that's been put to bed. Yeah, I mean, I would agree. Like, I mean, I remember just like watching him there and just feeling like, um, you know, like if, if you didn't know that Derek King had ACL surgery back in December or early January, whenever it was, like, you wouldn't know that this is a guy that's like recovering from that such a major surgery. I mean, again, no brace. I don't think he plans on wearing a brace. That was something that was talked about with Rhett Lashley in his post practice interview. Um, I think he's just going to let it roll. And, you know, so, I mean, I think Derek King. Honestly, yeah, kind of like what you're saying, David. Like, it just feels like a non-story at this point. I know it's probably always going to be just because you can't really ignore that fact, at least from a big-picture standpoint. But, I mean, I think within Miami's program, they feel really comfortable about where he is right now in terms of 
you know, his knee and just kind of letting him loose and all that. And, you know, just how he looked today. I mean, David, you saw more of him yesterday, but just today, I mean, I saw him connecting with Mike Harley quite a bit. It feels like that's one of those connections that's going to sort of carry over from 2020 into 2021. And if, I mean, if, if what we saw, if what the little bit we saw today sort of remains the case, I mean, I think we can expect big things from both those guys this coming fall. Yeah. So we'll keep this kind of short and sweet. Um, other quarterbacks, Tyler Van Dyke, primarily working with the twos. Jake Garcia, primarily working with the threes. Um, you know, both those guys look good, I think, when they have their opportunities. Uh, I will say the difference in the offensive line is noticeable from the two to the threes. And for that reason, you know, Jake Garcia sometimes has a tough time finding a rhythm when it's 11 on 11 with the, the, the third team. Um but I think overall, both those guys definitely flash the ability to be good backups this year and good future starters down the road. Anything else to add with those guys, Gabby? With the quarterbacks, I mean, Tyler Van Dyke, I mean, he made a, definitely made a couple good throws today. So, you know, I, I think Jake Garcia, again, was just kind of reiterating what you're saying, David. Like, you know, it just didn't feel like he had a ton of time there. Showed off a little bit of mobility. You know, he's definitely not a statue back there, so showed a little bit of, you know, how he can sort of move around and sort of bail from the pocket if need be. So um, I think that's a positive in ter- if you're just looking at Jake Garcia as a future starter as well. Yeah, overall, I think the quarterback room's just in very good shape. Running backs, um, to me, just through these first two days of camp, I think Jalen Knighton and Cam Harris are definitely the two best right now. I think Don Chaney's still kind of working his way back into form after – you know, having off-season shoulder surgery. Uh, Don definitely looks noticeably thicker compared to last year. Um, But I just feel like, you know, Jalen and Cam are doing a better job of of finding those seams within the defense and getting to the edges right now. Um, Any of the freshman backs, Thad Franklin or Cody Brown, popping to you, Gabby, so far on on the one day you came? Yeah, probably Thad Franklin more than Cody Brown. I mean, Thad Franklin, I mean, he was catch- I saw him catch a pass out of the backfield. I mean, I don't know how much I saw him do that at Chaminade, uh, you know, as a senior. But, uh, you know, I thought I thought Thad was looking uh, was moving around pretty well. David, I think you posted in the live updates thread. I think he's listed at 240. I don't I'm not sh- I'm not convinced he's 240. Um, I mean, I would probably assume closer to like, two, you know, what I think what you're saying, like 225, maybe even 230. But 240 seems a bit heavy. But yeah, I thought Thad Franklin looked pretty good at, at times out there. So definitely excited about him. You know, obviously had a, a, a very impressive high school career. So, you know, definitely a guy to, to keep an eye on. Cody Brown as well, you know, big time player up in the Atlanta area. So a lot to be excited about with that room. Yeah, hard to judge running backs when they're just practicing in, in shorts and shirts. Yeah due to the NCAA acclimation period here at the start of the season. So it'll be interesting to see what they do when the pads come on. Um, Let's go to wide receiver. You know, this group year over year, I think is much, much, much deeper, um, which is a good thing. More competition. uh, The cream will rise to the top. I think, you know, obviously Mike Harley has that that slot position locked up. He's looking good. The connection with D.R. King strong, as Gabby mentioned earlier. I think uh, Charleston Rambo definitely has the one of the outside receiver spots locked up. And then it seems like Keyshawn Smith is kind of trending to be the other guy, uh, the other outside receiver. Um, but there's definitely competition there, I think. I don't think it's a done, done, done deal. Um, and I know, like, today when, when Gabby came out for practice, too, Mike Redding certainly flashed. Yeah, he was really impressive. I mean, I... 
Michael, Michael Redding, I mean, we were thinking about just the receiver types, you know, 6'2", over 200 pounds, sort of like the ideal body type, you know, just seems like a big boy type of football player, um, you know, made a bunch of really impressive catches today. I think he had a, a couple back to back with Tyler Van Dyke throwing him the ball that, you know, just sort of flash, you know, some of the potential that he sort of, you know, displayed as a recruit coming out of IMG Academy. So, you know, we saw a lot of positive things out of Michael Redding today, probably the best I've seen him you know, since his time here at Miami, just, you know, from a production standpoint, again, in shorts and a shirt. So, you know, there's still a lot to see from him, but, uh, you know, definitely some positives, you know, coming out of Green Tree on Saturday. Yeah, Mike Redding definitely has that big body, able to make contested catches um, when those physical bouts against corners, not the fastest guy, um, but he can win those one-on-one battles. Xavier Restrepo here in practice too. I think he started off a little slow. He had some bad drops early on in one-on-ones, but he ended very strong in 7-on-7 and 11-on-11. Had some diving catches. I thought he he had a strong performance on day two. Um, Gabby, I'll let you pick. I think each one of the freshmen kind of flashes, so I'll give you first crack at it. Which one of those guys do you want to highlight at receiver? Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll take Brashard Smith. I mean, he's a guy I've seen a lot of. And, you know, just to sort of see him do it here on Green Tree, um, honestly, it's just not it's not surprising to see him being one of those guys that's sort of like popping off, you know, throughout the entire receiving core. You know, he's just one of those guys that, you know, just makes plays, finds ways to get open, uh, you know, beats defenders. Again, this is a guy who's like four four one in the 40 coming out of high school. So, you know, it definitely shows off that elite speed, uh, has the elite hands, just a lot of elite characteristics that, you know, a lot of schools in the country were really high on him. And, you know, definitely showing that on Green Tree. I, I like the way he's able to create separation. And, you know, just for him to be doing that this early in his college career, I think is a, I think it's a, a sign of things to come. So definitely excited about what we've seen from Bouchard Smith. Again, in, shir- in shirt and shorts, uh, you know, at, at least on Saturday, saw a clip of him doing it on Friday too. So, you know, definitely excited about him yeah i think you got to find a way to get him on the field because he's just he he seems like a natural out here just making plays uh the one i'll highlight you know i think all three of them had a strong first day um on the second day i thought jacoby george had a better day than Romello brinson uh jacoby's making plays out here um you know i think he's he's a guy that can line up in a lot of different spots right now he's he's primarily lining up on the outside and uh, he's making some tough catches. He adjusts to the ball well. And I think he high points the ball well on the sideline when it comes his way on deep shots. So, um, you know, is Jacoby going to challenge for a job this year? I don't know. But I do think he can be a, a pretty productive player for Miami down the road at least. Tight end, I think, you know, it's Will Mallory and everyone else right now. Yeah. Um, he definitely, I thought when, you know, the offense struggled early on to find a rhythm. In, in Saturday's practice and I think when uh, De'Eric King and Tyler Van Dyke started going to Will Mallory uh, the offense started to find a rhythm so Will looks fast uh, Will made some nice catches in traffic today um, I think he's in store for a big year to me Gabby I think the other guy to highlight is Elijah Arroyo um, I don't know how much he's going to play um, right away early in the season but it's pretty obvious he's gonna be Miami's next big tight end in the future yeah I mean you just look at him physically and it's just like you see everything that you know he was coming out of high school I mean just kind of seeing him move around I mean you you just see that he sort of has that like it sort of factor I mean Will Mallory sort of like 
glossed over it, you know, during his post his post uh, practice interview. Just like just, he basically called him a freak. He just like described him as a freak, you know, a guy that's probably ahead of him in terms of development, especially early on. So, you know, excited about what Elijah Royal could do. You know, the potential of him contributing early, I think, is is real. You know, he could be a guy that maybe gets some run there as, you know, I think as at least physically, probably the most gifted tight end on the roster. I mean, outside of Will Mallory, just in terms of just like, his age and being older and all that stuff and just more developed but just gifted wise i mean elijah royals is just is just different i think so definitely excited about him and you know what he could bring to the offense now and probably in the future as well so offensive line you know it's really hard to judge those guys without pads right so i don't know how how deep we need to go there i i think it is fair though gabby to talk about body types and, and one thing that i think is noticeable is the first team offensive line that they're rolling out there for the most part you know they they are rotating those guys heavily but to me the first team offensive line left to right has been zion nelson jalen rivers Corey gainer uh, navon donaldson and jared williams um and to me you know prototypical size that's what kind of stands out to me about those guys right now yeah it's it's impressive i mean you just talk about like an experience, I mean, probably outside of Jalen Rivers, but you know, that's an experienced unit. Again, a guy, a bunch of guys that just really look great. I mean, I got, we got, I got a good look at Zion Nelson, you know, just walking into the in- indoor practice facility on the way to the post-practice uh, interviews. And, you know, he, he looks great to me, honestly, you know, just, I saw him close up also during some of the goal line reps and again, shorts and shirts, but just kind of like having his way with Chance Williams, just really just kind of, you know, just imposing his will there. So, you know, really excited about that group and, you know, what Jalen and Rivers could uh, potentially add to that yeah and kind of in a transition to the defensive line right I do think the O-line for the most part the first team O-line is giving the quarterbacks plenty of time to operate kind of neutralizing the pass rush Um, so to flip it onto the defensive line let's start with the edge spots to me Gabby I mean I think we were hoping to see at least one of the younger guys uh, whether it was Jafari Harvey or Chance Williams you know, take a noticeable step, um, kind of flash. To me, from what I've seen the first two days, and again, it's in shorts and shirts, it's hard to judge D-line with no pads on, right? But from what I see in terms of just movement and bend um, and frankly kind of knowing what to do in terms of setting the edge, to me it, it seems like DeAndre Johnson and Zach McLeod are a cut above those young guys as things stand right now. Do you agree? Yeah, I definitely would. I mean, just watching DeAndre Johnson move around, uh, you know, you can definitely see a little bit of the finesse that he, you know, was that he was very successful with in the SEC at Tennessee. Um, you know, I think you got to be excited about that. But yeah, I mean, just kind of watching a couple of those young guys. I mean, it does feel like Zach McLeod and and DeAndre Johnson are are probably a little further along than than those other two. And you know, Zach McLeod's up to like two fifty right now. I think he gained like twenty five pounds in the off season. So um, you know, just kind of leading into this develop this uh you know turning into a defensive end, moving from that linebacker position. So. You know, I think that those two guys are probably going to be the leaders of that group. Again, I think you still you're sort you're still sort of crossing your fingers and hoping that you know Chance Williams and Jafari Harvey, one or one or both of those guys, are able to step up and you know really challenge those two guys just to have that depth, that rotation that you sort of want there. D tackle really hard to judge too. Um, you know, I wouldn't say it's been bad, but I, I wouldn't say you know anything there has really caught my attention to this point. Again, not in pads. You know, that's a position where you got to put the pads on. I will say day one, you know, during one-on-ones when I was watching O-line, D-line, one-on-ones, 
Uh, Leonard Taylor, the five-star freshman, really flashed to me just with his movement and ability to um, beat the offensive lineman. You know, I think he had the most wins of any interior defensive line on that day one. I think day two, he was a little quieter than, than day one. So, you know, that's part of the ups and downs of being a true freshman on at a line of scrimmage position. Uh, but clearly, Leonard flashes major, major talent at times. Uh, linebacker, Gabby, I don't know. Um, you know, I d- it does seem like they're trying to pair the veterans, a, a veteran pairing with a younger pairing. So um, they are sticking BJ Jennings and Wayne Steed together as a middle linebacker, weak side linebacker pair. And then they are going with Corey Flagg and Keontre Smith as a middle and weak side linebacker pair. And they are rotating that pair um, with the first team plenty. Again, they're not in pads, so it's hard to judge that position. But I don't know, man. Uh, I don't know. (laughs) I don't. It it is clearly the weakness of the team. Yeah, it is. I mean, I think that's a spot that you sort of look at and you're just like, I mean, how's this really going to fall? It feels like a co- it, there's a couple different ways. I mean, Wayman Steed and uh, BJ Jennings, those were the starters last year. Those are the guys that, you know, could potentially fill those roles. But then you got the younger guys, the the, the Corey Flagg, the Keontra Smith, maybe even an Avery Huff kind of mixed in there too. And it's just sort of like you don't really know what's going to happen there. And, uh, you know, it's it's definitely hard to tell at this point how they're sort of doing or who's sort of – has a leg up and throughout all that just because of again there's no pads or anything no one's really hitting but uh you know i think that's definitely going to be an interesting uh you know position to watch yeah and david i would agree that's that's definitely the weakness of the team and you know that that's it's obviously a, a bad position to be uh weak at so um i, I think that's going to be a that's definitely going to be one to monitor you know just throughout the the rest of fall camp yeah i think tyreek austin cave flashed a little bit on day two but it is pretty obvious that Miami is is primarily rotating those four mentioned earlier. Striker, it's pretty straightforward. Gilbert Frierson, Amari Carter are kind of your top two guys there, kind of a heavy rotation. I think, uh, you know, Gilbert's getting most of the first team, but Amari's playing plenty too. Chase Smith, kind of a third-team striker. To me, I would like to see what that looks like at linebacker just from a body-type perspective, but, um, you know, I don't know if they're going to make that move this year. Uh, secondary, um, what are your thoughts on the corners? It, you know, I think right now Al Blades is, is still being worked in yeah. to the mix. So the top three of Tyreek Stevenson, DJ Ivy, and Takori Couch, any one of those guys standing out in particular to you, Gabby? Yeah, I mean, Tyreek Stevenson's probably going to be the guy there. But, I mean, I was watching Takori Couch move around today, and I I was really impressed with him, man. Like, just kind of watching him go through some of the footwork drills of just, like, sort of backpedaling and then breaking into, like, like breaking on the ball and all that stuff. He just looked a little bit different doing that, you know, just, like, this seemed like a step or even a, a potentially two steps ahead of, you know, some of the guys he was repping with. And, you know, you can kind of see how how just natural he looks, you know, breaking on the ball and just kind of, you know, just the way he sort of moves around is just, it, it just feels really natural. So I really like what I see, what I saw at Corey Couch. You know, I think that he could be a, I think he could be a pretty, a pretty important piece on this defense if he's really able to put it together. But I mean, you got to go, you know, Tyreek Stevenson, DJ Ivy, definitely the more prototypical type of guys. And, you know, I thought Ivy made a few plays, you know, throughout the duration of practice as well. Yeah. Year over year, I, I do think Miami will be better at cornerback this year compared to last year safety 
um, you know, Bubba Bolden and Gervin Hall are clearly the top two. Um, who would you say is number three? Cause to me, it's, it's Brian Balaam right now. Yeah. Uh, but there are some young guys making a charge at it, I think. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, I think the way they use James Williams is pretty impressive too. I mean, you could see that, you know, they're just the way they're coaching him up, the way they're talking to him. Like I heard T Rob, you know, just kind of giving him a hard time telling him he's six foot 11 and all that stuff. Like, you know, just kind of being real cheerful, cheerful with him, you know, kind of uplifting him constantly, you know, moving him around in the defense too. You know, there was times we saw him closer to the line of scrimmage, you know, even in the box sometimes. So, you know, I think James Williams is one of those guys in the secondary who, you know, could sort of be just like a, a do everything type of guy, which is what we saw him do a lot in high school. So, you know, of the young guys behind the bubble Bolden's, uh, you know, the Gervin Halls, of course, Brian Balaam is another guy there. I think James Williams is probably the guy that is, is most intriguing out of that group. Yeah, James Williams, certainly the most physically impressive uh, DB on the team. I think Cam Kitchen's also flashing. He made a nice pick on day one. Uh, just a guy that, that has the instincts, knows where to be. Um, specialists, I know you got a little look at Andres Borregales. Borregales. Um, what did you see, Gabby? Man, he, I just kind of turned my back one time like from the field, and I just looked inside the IPF, and it's just Andres Borregales basically at the logo like so like what the 45 50 like depending on where on the u you're standing but just absolutely booming kicks straight through the uprights it seemed like he had you know 10 15 potentially 20 yards left on some of these kicks like these were just absolute bombs like i was watching him kick and i was just like man this kid it was just in high school like like he really is i i mean i don't think there's a question that he's going to be the kicker um i'm honestly after what i've seen from him i'm not going to be nervous the first time he lines up against alabama he really just does have that sort of leg where it's just like almost just feels like god given and you know it was definitely impressive the way the ball comes off his foot so uh you know i I think miami's pretty good at kicker for the near future yeah so again just two days uh but my my early early way too early early take on this team i do think the offense will be better in 2021 compared to 2020 i think the identity of this team needs to be offensive driven um and then on on defense quite frankly i just think uh miami fans need to hope that it is uh you know a similar output in terms of average uh points per game allowed you know you would hope the run defensive yards per game allowed is better but i'm in kind of wait and see mode so i think improved offense more points per game and you got to hope the defense can kind of hold steady in terms of points per game allowed. Um, and I think if that's the case, Miami fans should take that. Do you think that's fair from what you saw today, Gabby? Yeah, I think you got to hope that. I mean, I think another hope is just that Manny Diaz really puts his footprint on this defense. You know, we saw him get riled up a few times today. And uh, stuff that you sort of want to see. You want to see him you know, being really involved and just really feeling passionate about that defensive side of the ball, just like really getting into like the nitty gritty of it. And it, it feels like he is. So, you know, whatever Miami's going to lack, you know, in terms of just like the pure overall talent of the unit, um, you know, whether they're going to be basically who they were last year, hopefully a little bit more. You got to hope that the Manny Diaz factor of him being all in on that defensive side, maybe hopefully takes him up just a little bit enough that, you know, this, this team could potentially, the offense could at least, you know, carry them to, you know, a win or two more, hopefully we're hitting that, that 10 win threshold that, uh, you know, seems so, so like 
impossible yet just like and so just so coveted right now so you know i think that i think i i would definitely agree with you know everything that you're saying david and then just that manny diaz fact you i think you got to hope sort of kicks in there at some point all right so we will call that a podcast uh welcome back gabby again from your honeymoon in the caribbean and uh stay locked onto inside the u.com for more coverage at a fall camp thanks for listening till next time guys okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you i can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or i can conquer it I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.